welcome to another episode of the Often Livicate podcast. The sole purpose of this podcast is to discuss everything under the sun and ask unheard questions of our relevance, importance, and more importantly, existence. We'll be having industry experts from all fields of life who are trying to make a change in their own way. With that, let's head to a new episode with a pinch of salt, curiosity, and loads of wickedness. Today we have with us Andre Borges from Pocket Aces. He's been in the digital space since almost a decade and is widely known for his work with BuzzFeed India. Today we discuss everything news, from viewership patterns to news presenting. So tuning in right away. So hi Andre, how are you doing? Hi guys, all good. Uh, enjoying the lockdown because I'm getting more and more done to be honest. But uh, missing social interaction in general. It's all shifted to the Zoom meetings. Oh. Yeah, Zoom. And now there are more meetings than you know we ever had before because now even if you could just walk up to another desk and say, hey, I need this done. Now it's just like a half an hour meeting for every small thing, which is quite annoying. That's very true. I mean, I've been sending a lot more voice messages than before so yeah. i don't i don't even like typing anymore to be honest yeah i actually prefer text mostly but now calls are coming in more and more so i have to my phone is always on silent so i always miss calls but uh, now i'm like trying to be more active my god yeah on the phone as well so yeah so like we all this is our trademark question all right so we always say it in hindi it says aapki yahan tak ki journey kaise shuru hui which means like how did you get here and all your journey and your introduction like everything everything understand who is andre borges for a- got it um it's a little bit of a i mean it's not really a long story it's a little confusing story i started off um i started writing when i was very young um always loved kind of writing and uh, basically i preferred creative stuff to like you know science and physics and stuff even though i am a science student um i started writing when i was in high school and uh, in college i even had like a was part of the you know english newsletter which is basically like short stories and you know stuff that's happening around the city and the campus and stuff like that um so yeah i I've, i've always wanted to do something that was related to writing so when i started off my career um the first i had a couple of internships with the times of india i had one with an advertising firm stuff like that but uh, the first real job that i had was at um, this place called dna where i had joined as the pop culture editor um editor is a very vague term i was basically one of the recruiters um so i just used to write about pop culture uh, be it indian or you know us or western pop culture um the, i was there for about a year and a half and uh, about halfway through my tenure there it was 2014 so the elections were you know about to happen and because of that uh, i used to work with the web team which is basically the online uh, department and when that started they started using all kinds of resources to uh, bump up their political coverage and political news and stuff so because of that and i had a very good mentor when i was at dna his name is kunal majumdar um ex statesman award winner he used to work for the helka done a bunch of great stuff in journalism so he kind of helped me understand um the inner workings of how to be a journalist and kind of helped me focus on what i wanted to report on and what i wanted to do so that's when i started actually like reporting as a journalist um in late 
and uh, when then my next step of the journey was when buzzfeed uh, came to india um i always thought like in 5 years i'll apply to buzzfeed news in the us because i was a very big fan of how they covered news and you know kind of what topics they picked um then buzzfeed came here so i thought this is a great uh, you know opportunity uh, met riga ja who was the editor in chief at that time um had a couple of conversations with her worked out pretty well i was one of the first members of buzzfeed india and uh, then i started writing what we call social news which is basically news around the internet obviously i did a lot of the buzzfeed bread and butter which was like listicles and you know uh, pop culture stuff related to celebrities over there one of my favorite posts was you know motivational quotes uh, from michael scott from the office um so yeah i started doing that and in around 2017 is when i started making uh, videos where i saw that videos would be the next you know big thing and i saw a lot of companies a lot of people from my team kind of uh using that as a medium to tell stories and i started making uh, socially relevant videos which spanned into uh what is personally my uh you know my greatest achievement in my career currently which is uh, the formation of this page called dialogue which dealt with political social cultural uh, issues news stuff like that so until the time that i ended my tenure at buzzfeed which was last year in december uh, i was basically doing dialogue making videos for this you know hub of young indians trying to understand um legal matters cultural matters social political stuff like that and uh, it was at that point i realized that i definitely want to do video because i feel like it's an easier and better um more digestible way to kind of consume content um so when i was younger i wanted to write a book and now my theory is i'll probably make a show now what that will be i, I don't know if it'll be a fiction show um you know touching upon strong social issues or whether it'll be a docu series whatever it be um that's my goal for the next year or two try and figure out how to you know get that working and um, the final stepping stone in that process is i'm working for pocket aces right now uh, which is basically i'm building up their non fiction department so i get to do explainer videos i get to do um videos that kind of touch upon climate change um and uh, you know old war story stuff like that um so that's what i am currently and I, i'm sure you guys have seen but even if you've not i will put it in so i i am very politically vocal on you know twitter and instagram and stuff like that so that's where i'm able to use the platform that i built to talk about issues that i feel are very important for the country for the people to know for the youth to know um so yeah that's that's the divergence of my path right now so i'm creating content um which is more mainstream and more massy and stuff for pocketaces and i'm going uh, and you know creating um fulfilling content awareness content information content about the political atmosphere in our country and the issues that we face online um through my instagram and my twitter that's so, yeah. you know like quite a long journey you <laughs> yeah i mean i've been in discuss then yeah i've been in this industry for around Uh, almost 10 years now i think so yeah i started working when i was around 20 or uh, 1920 barring the internships and stuff and um 29 right now so yeah yeah so you have been quite long in the you know journalism thing and that's somewhat your passion as well like since your social media handles and as well and over the time like we have seen in the sense that earlier like when i was 10 or in my class 5 class 6 watching news you know was something as a part of a somewhat as a hobby it was considered as a hobby 
or you know you had to make separate time to you know just go and watch us like if your dad's on the tv so you might just go sneak in for 10 15 minutes and then leave ki ha aaj maine news dekha 10 minute so that was a part of it and you know coming to this time we i do feel in the sense that we have news is now a part of our lives like you are consuming news or content in the form of news itself good news or fact based news or political geopolitical news in the whole sense so how do you feel that has news become more important today or just the relevance of it has increased over time um so i think it's it's a little of both like it's not more important today and it's it is more important today i think you hit the nail on the head when you said uh, you know your dad is watching tv in the background and there's news just you know playing um that's how i started kind of uh focusing on um television news because my dad given any time uh, unless he's watching a movie or something like that the news is ideally playing in the background so he is constantly like even he works from home so when he's working uh even if it's on mute or something like that the screen is always playing some prime time or uh, you know television news so there were a lot of times where i was passing my living room and you know um i was like oh that story seems interesting cuz television news you know the story immediately cuz there are flashcards all over the screen right you know exactly what they are talking about even if it's on mute so that's how i started getting involved in you know watching television news and uh, <clears throat> my grandfather actually made it a point for us to always read the newspaper um so it was a habit of ours um when i was living back home with my dad uh so there were like six eight newspapers that came you know we subscribed to almost all the newspapers you know so in the morning just before going to school or college or work or whatever i would just glance through some of the top stories um i think it's a really good habit now that habit has translated into twitter now um because a lot of the news that you get at least for the people who are i wouldn't even say extremely active fairly active on social media um there's no way you don't see news happen because it's bombarding any feed whether uh, the you know your bubble is your friends or your coworkers or whatever it is someone or the others always sharing something and the trending topics kind of find a way to get into your feed now i don't know if that's i think it's a great thing because it makes us a little more involved in the world that we live around uh, we live in um i think that yes news has boomed a little more like the same things are happening like it's not like the world decided yeah we'll just start doing more stuff now in the last 5 years um it's the same thing it's just our ability to get to this news is a little more because if i just open my phone and i open twitter it's so much easier than you know picking up a newspaper or even subscribing to a newspaper it's so much easier than uh you know paying attention to a prime time news broadcast so i'm watching like brooklyn 99 or the office or something and scrolling on twitter and i'm getting my daily dose of what's happening in the news so i do like the fact that we all have a little bit of a better uh, you know grasp spend a better reach to getting this kind of news um i do not think it's it's anything to do with like what is happening i think the same things were happening before we are just getting a little smarter and better at realizing they are happening Okay. So, and being a you know creator yourself, writing stuff, writing news articles, and you know making videos itself, you you do get a lot of feedback from the people who do watch your videos through mails and other sources. So, how do you feel that 
the youth or your audience is adopting news in what sense and is there some distortion between what you wanted to show and what the feedback was like you wanted to show a and i got i understood b so um yeah i think in any creative field um there is a certain amount of feedback that you get from the viewers or the readers or you know people engaging with your work i think that's a great thing because earlier it would be a news article that you would write in a newspaper and then you wouldn't get any kind of feedback like no one's reading a mail about some news story that happened 3 days ago but right now it's really cool that um, you know you get real time feedback like if i put out a tweet someone immediately comments on it or if i put out a video there's an immediate you know share statement with it and stuff like that um i think when it comes to the youth personally i feel like it's a great thing because i'm realizing that my audience is shifting now to where i always had a fairly young audience i'm getting more and more of the young audience which means and i'm constantly putting out um you know opinions or news or just talking about things that are happening i'm very rarely putting out content that's um not related to a trending topic or something that's happening so that gives me the perspective that the youth are very interested in knowing what's happening and now they've they've finally been given a way to that's easy and you know um, extremely comfortable for them to consume that news which i think is really important um personally i feel that a lot of like the older generation like my I, my dad knows i'm on twitter and instagram he is not but he has never he's barely ever seen anything that i've done he's seen it if i've shown it to him or if he's got a whatsapp forward where it's gone whatsapp by uh so i think that the the shift uh, between the two generations is very apparent in this in this day and age where people are understanding that uh the younger crowd is getting more and more involved and you see it you see it with all the protests that happen you see it with you know all the petitions and the letters being sent around you see it where people are uh you know there's a thing that's happening let's just assume in kerala or telangana or something like that and it immediately goes viral and you know bombay or delhi kids are protesting about it which is a really really cool thing i think that it's very important that the youth are informed about the world they live in and by my understanding they seem very interested in being informed so i mean that's absolutely there that you know in the last i shall say about 3 4 years ago that's the first time we were introduced this to this type of content and this type of this type of fast content the viral that things go viral by the night and like tomorrow i get to know something has happened here but is have you seen have you seen a change in the way we consume content like in the last 5 years and is it the right way to consume content um i don't know if it's the right or the wrong way i do see a change for sure um i think that um it's a cha- it's like a develop like it's in it's a work in progress you know i think that um we are getting news faster so our opinions about that news are obviously faster but the problem with fast news is it's not always accurate it's not always um you don't know the whole story if uh say for instance there's a fire or a riot or a protest or anything that's happening if you tweet um or learn about the news in the first 10 15 minutes of it actually happening uh it's evident that it happened but why and how and when and stuff like that is not very evident 
and that comes across very strongly um and I, i'm guilty of it for sure too uh, i think we all are where <clears throat> our opinions and biases immediately fall in line when we see that first bit of information um i think the people are getting much better at it i think that um legacy media let's assume you know like times of india and hindustan times and even new media like the wire and stuff like that their first reaction is to put out something because in, at the end of the day they are all businesses i understand they need to get site hits prps whatever it is but i think they are becoming stronger in terms of understanding that you can put out that first bit of uh, preliminary information but the real story should take time and research and you know kind of understanding where it's coming from why it happened and you know what are the different sides to it and i think there are a lot of people who are doing uh, news on the ground are the best people to follow like most of the time my news isn't from uh, you know big funded websites and big funded newspapers um although obviously to get a little bit better understanding they have better bigger resources but i follow a lot of journalists on my timeline so a lot of my news is straight from the source there's a person literally standing outside the protest or the fire or the riot or whatever and just basically saying what's happening there um i think that's very important i think understanding the sources and where you get your news from is very important i think we're learning that i think it's a learning curve we are the first generation to know both worlds of you know television and newspapers and smartphones um and i think the younger generation um they are they were thrown straight into the smartphone age right like um i have a I have a really good friend of mine and her nephew who is about 2 years old now is already playing with an ipad like i, I didn't even see an ipad till i mean it wasn't invented when i was a kid so his learning curve will be much stronger and more biased towards the digital space so his i'm sure in like 10 years um and it's a sad thing but like i think that newspapers coming door to door won't happen anymore it will be completely digital um so yeah i think we're getting a little bit better at understanding how to put out this news and you know whether it makes sense to put out this news at this point um but i would say it's a learning curve there are often often you know hits and misses in newspapers have already stopped coming because of the lockdown so i yeah, think yeah this is a small small this thing junction is but local local newspapers across the world are suffering heavily and they're being buying out they're being bought out by uh, large um, you know corporations that own these big tv channels and yes. the problem with that is that um, when there's an agenda behind it you know a multinational corporation or a you know um, a political party or whatever it is when you buy out the smaller papers when you buy out the local news then the people get misinformation because the local news is your best source of information no one is reporting about you know say dharavi or like a small small area in a small in a, in a big city also a small area the best source of um, information is your local paper uh, anyone else is always obviously going to skim through it and create a product that the whole world can understand and that is a problem when the big corporations are buying out the local papers absolutely absolutely like we are from calcutta and we have this anand bazar patrika which is abp yeah. and they've bought this newspaper out like this is this is a case study that we had read so this newspaper is called a shomoy which means this time in bengali yeah so this is the office going crowd that reads that newspaper so and for them it was a very profitable thing i think 
because to get that crowd by just buying out one newspaper was huge for them so that yeah. is absolutely happening and like you were speaking about opinions so like the major question that every person of my age around that is around 18 to 22 has that how do i differentiate between you know a right wing channel or a left wing channel or a newspaper i how do i differentiate that this is an opinion and this is the fact and because see the same piece of news is being reported by two people and yeah. it is being reported very differently yeah so how do i see the opinion side of it the fact side of it and how do i come to a consensus that this is what it is it is trying to say this is the fact of it so i think um in my experience the difference between left wing media and right wing media right now is very apparent like i can I, i mean i don't know i feel like i can tell immediately what is a right wing paper and a left wing paper um i think the confusion is where you don't know whether they're left wing or right wing and they fall slightly in the middle that that is like a little bit of a confusing space but again as per my experience a lot of people fall within their biases so uh, i as a liberal um you know person fall very strongly in the bubble of the left wing so i i'm constantly bombarded with left wing news so there are spaces of left wing media where it seems very like you know something that probably doesn't have anything to do with the government is blamed on the government whereas the right wing side of it is very like um you know the government has done everything they can and why you involving uh, modi in it or shao whoever um it's a very good question i think that it comes with uh understanding your sources and reading through it a little bit i've done a little bit of a clean up on my timeline recently um where sources that were great earlier are not anymore where they don't uh, where in my opinion the news i was getting from them seemed very um agenda driven very targeted so be it left or right whatever it is um personally for me i follow both left and right uh, so my timeline is fairly confusing because uh, there's a piece of news like you said that that seems completely different from both angles um <clears throat> i think left wing news is more difficult to kind of identify because the whole premise of what is supposed to be the left wing is for liberty and freedom and rights and stuff like that and sometimes i i think that gets a little colored um by just the frustration and struggle that you're facing in a country which i feel majority wise thinks very strongly of a nationalistic principle i think right wing is very easy to uh, yeah. identify like it's it's True. it's very i mean i think that their ideology itself about how an act or how a incident has occurred um very much tells you like absolutely uh, what Absolutely. their biases are i do agree that the left wing in terms of like what is factually correct and what is an inherent bias of linking two things that might not be connected is very difficult to tell um i am assuming you were going to ask this later but it's a little tied to this answer um my method of understanding the news and trying to figure out um where things fall within that spectrum is to read multiple sources about it uh to understand verification from the point of view of uh not just reading the wire or not just reading republic or not just reading you know op india or like any of these publications but reading multiple of them i feel like a lot of the indian publications the strong legacy publications are fairly unbiased uh, there obviously will be stories where they push one side or the other um 
you know the hindu news laundry i think a lot of those places are where i get a lot of my news um, and like i said for me it falls strongly within two aspects of reading news one is to get it straight from journalist mouth um, so i think fade this is as a great example of that like she's very i don't think she's for either side to be very honest although she is hella liberal i know her personally um, she falls very within the centrist guideline in terms of giving very factually accurate stuff and um, a lot of her claims or a lot of her reporting is always backed up by someone who has more expertise in the field so if she's talking about covid she'll always have a bunch of doctors if she's talking about mental health she'll always have mental health professionals if she's talking about you know the army she'll have army generals and stuff like that um to do that so i i read a lot of on the ground journalism work um it's my dream one day to finally be in that zone where i can actually just go out you know and report about thing uh, things i've done it in the past but over the last 5 years or so i've not been able to do that at all um so yeah my main sources of news are these and also to be very fair uh, i have a little bit of an advantage because i'm also in various journalist whatsapp groups and you know um basically groups where a lot of the first hand news comes immediately where a bunch of journalists verify it immediately and uh, you know the second thing is read your local papers like try and try and pick up um, smaller smaller sections which cover smaller parts um, of your city or your district um and they'll give you a little bit of a cleaner picture than what the bigger publications would give you and the last thing is to generally have common sense like i feel like it's very it's very uh, important in this day and age to uh, to understand the bias um from publications from personalities and stuff like that and i think it's it's actually pretty cool that a, a lot of the young people understand that bias now um i have more people who are 35 40 plus who are commenting on you know uh opinions or tweets or news that i put out than i have younger people because i feel like the younger people immediately get it um immediately there is an understanding of like okay this is the wrong thing that's happened and there should be a question um you know what happened uh, with you know the the student activists being arrested and uh, everything that happened with the ca and the nrc everything that happened in totukudi like all of these things have a very uh, i'm not saying all of these issues are very gray uh, but a lot of them have very black and white uh, situations and i think that a lot of people whether they're reading the left or the right are kind of understanding what the middle ground is so um i'm hopeful <laughs> for the next generation to be able to understand how much we mess up in terms of putting that news out you very very right about you know like there are certain biases that are of our own that need to be left aside too because that really clouds the mind with what this particular person is saying you might interpret it in a different way and yeah and i mean sorry uh, i just wanted to add to that which is basically like these biases are very difficult to kind of toss aside um i found myself where i've seen a bit of news and you know um just for instance if it is a police brutality or if it's uh unjust arrest of like an activist or something like that and my tr- uh my trigger action or my first reaction is to always like say why is this happening this is wrong without sometimes understanding what the full story is you know 
whether there was uh, uh, you know there was a reason behind any of it and uh, to be very fair in india uh, i'm more right than wrong but uh, of course there will be cases where you know your first reaction is not always the right reaction and i feel like most journalists myself included are learning uh, to kind of um, get an understanding of what is good what is bad what is wrong what is right um i think the roadblock a lot of people face while either reading about the news or even reporting about the news is a lot of um institutions itself are failing the public uh when you talk about the police or you talk about the governance or you talk about you know people in power um what happens when they like you what happens when they themselves do not give you the accurate report it's very easy to say a publication said this but the cops are saying this but what happens when the cops are lying to you and i think that's that's a space where um a lot of people are finding this confusion about what is right what is wrong what is uh, correct information and what is let's assume propaganda um and like i said i think we are a work in progress i think that we are getting a little better at analyzing it um, whether we are doing it fast enough or not is up to you no to yeah that really brings me to the question that can it like if it like right now is it possible to present a news in a very centrist way like without any color i think it's possible but i don't think that is happening and will happen because i feel like the state of i'm not only saying india but the state of the world right now is so um it's probably the most contentious it's ever been you know uh, apart from like the world wars where heads of state governments uh people there's just a lot of confusion there's a lot of anger there's a lot of uh, revolution um so i think that news and if you throw in the fact that right now news is uh you know primarily a visual medium so you're either looking at it on the internet or you're watching it on tv um that also falls in line with prps and you know site hits video views stuff like that so a lot of the coloring of the news also is a form of that you know what will get the best traction what will get the best um, you know response and from what i've seen uh, especially online if you're doing a video report about an incident it gets way 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 more traction if there's an opinion attached to it so it's not enough to say hey, that this thing happened but you kind of uh, guide the viewer on how you're supposed to feel about that so i think that if we go back to straight facts this thing happened this is how long it's been since it happened this is another instance of this case happening whatever it is um then there is a possibility of you know news or information being disseminated that is not colored that is not um agenda driven or anything like that um but given the economic political climate of india and the rest of the world and if you throw in these trps and video views i don't see that happening um you know in the near future i suppose um i think it could happen i think i would love if news was completely unbiased and stuff like that but i don't think any industry is unbiased anymore i think there's um flaws and cracks in most industries which wasn't there like 10 12 years ago or at least if we didn't see it 10 12 years ago. so like you know in the sense of presenting news that comes in that who do you feel is the onus on is it on the viewers or listeners out there or 
the presenters out there like we have we all have been witnessed and been a part of the mob that you know somehow enjoys the fact that one anchor is being mocked or laughed at by and memes are going around and one anchor is being celebrated at the same time do you actually feel that news presenters are the ones who should be blamed one and second if a particular anchor or particular presenter is presenting your point of views should you celebrate the point of news or the anchor itself okay so there are a lot of things to dissect in that question one is um personally i don't think uh, news anchors or arbiters of news should be celebrated at all i feel like they're doing their job and telling you the information about the world um the celebration actually comes from when someone is uh, seeing something that the others aren't seeing you know that the celebration comes from how uh, say ravish kumar or say disuza or you know uh, arnab also is celebrated by various parts of the country um, they are celebrated for what the public perceives that that they're not getting you know they are the ones who are giving you the information that no other you know news anchor or news publication is giving you now again that falls within the spectrum of where you lie between the left and the right uh the same person who is made fun of like let's assume that the left wing makes fun of arnab um so obviously you if your bubble is left wing you will see a lot of memes and you know uh jokes and stuff about arnab but if you are a right wing you will see a lot of jokes and memes about uh, ravish and some of the others so i feel like there's a sweet spot where everyone's kind of getting made fun of and everyone's kind of celebrated so i don't think that's such a this thing when you talk about the onus of the information that you are giving um i think there's a responsibility with the person giving that information uh, and i think the highest responsibility falls with that person because it's the same way in terms of uh say if i spread a rumor in my friend group and that rumor i know for a fact is not true the responsibility of the reaction or the actions that happened from that rumor is mine it's not the second or third person that told everyone about it um there is a smaller grid of responsibility that falls on the viewers and the watchers and the readers and stuff like that in the sense that if you in good faith know that information to be either false um or uh, half baked or inaccurate um you have some kind of responsibility before passing it on to you know other people i've told my dad this quite often where he would lend me forward whatsapp um and he's come actually much much better at it uh i think he's either not forwarding news to me anymore and he's only sending it to everyone else or he's just become more involved with sending you know those uh, good morning messages and like those you know the other random whatsapp forwards that you get a funny video and this and that um but yeah i think that it it very strongly falls uh on the onus of the person disseminating the news um and to a smaller extent falls on the people blindly following the news so i'll give you an example so if something happens in the news uh, you'll now i hope that you all will be able to tell what i'm trying to say without me actually saying it um we'll try there's some incident that happens in the news and suddenly there's a perspective that starts trending on twitter within 10 minutes the alternate perspective starts trending and if you click on the alternate perspective it's literally the same wording it's the same thought that's being 
you know funneled through thousands and thousands and thousands of accounts now by my theory it is impossible that everyone had the same thought and secondly who are these people retweeting this thought because they had a responsibility to check what the actual incident was and i'm not saying either opinion was right or either opinion overshadowed the other but i'm just saying we live in this culture where um it is so important for us to counter the narrative um we've lost sight of what the narrative is so yeah i think that slowly slowly the responsibility is shifting to 50-50 um and it wasn't the case earlier because earlier it was a one form medium right it was television or newspapers um now you can legit tweet to indian express or the hindu or whatever and say i didn't understand this news tell me what do you mean by this and uh if a lot of people are misunderstanding what that what that piece of news was 100% they will have to clarify uh so i think blindly sharing things and taking things at face value is very dangerous so i think the responsibility is slowly 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 pivoting towards them yeah sometimes even i do feel the same way in the sense that you know i have seen a lot of people in our social network itself even sometimes i have also faced the same dilemma that you know a certain piece of news that has been trending or people are putting up stories or talking about and i really don't know what's behind it so should i you know for the sake of just keeping in trend or staying that i have i want to share this or i have been sharing news for a while so should i share this or not and you know sometimes this also brings us to the question that to the whole you know trend word that wokeness are we woke enough or is being woke or what's the correct way of being woke so what's your opinion on that i mean i think woke is a very uh, i mean it's a little bit of a bastardized term now like i feel like uh i think you said it right when you said that like you know trying to be woke is the new woke like you know performative action where you feel like shit if i don't talk about this then you know am i really woke that is the situation with a lot of people right now. and i feel and i myself have fallen in, into this trap where you know i don't specifically have an opinion about something but everyone is talking about it's a national news story or it's a not even national news it's like a trending thing on instagram or twitter or something i'm like should i give my opinion and a lot of times i do and a lot of times i kind of hold my back and say, uh, hold myself back and say do i really need to give an opinion because it's i'm not part of this story like i have no opinion about this specific thing um i think educating people about where they should get their news what their news should be and uh, how to tell the difference like i'm not even saying like spoon feed them and say read these publications just how to tell the difference between what is most likely happening and what is you know the sugar coated or the diluted version of what's happening starts from home i do agree oh uh, i think that when you talk to your friend group or when you talk to your family um that's where the real poison lies i think that family whatsapp groups are very poisonous like uncles and aunts and you know grandparents and um parents you can kind of have some kind of dialogue with but like your extended family uh, is very toxic in the way that they see something and immediately think it's true and then they they'll make it their life's mission to make sure everyone in the family believes that exactly you know so it's it's very difficult to kind of navigate through it my thought is consistency um 
they'll get fed up every time you say this is not right like every single news piece they keep sending this is not right this is not right and then finally i'm telling you from experience they will ask you why do you think it's not right what are you talking about and that's where you kind of place yourself uh in the awareness and education space where you try to kind of as much as you can explain to them that this is not what the actual news was um maybe check out these couple of articles or whatever um as for us wanting to be part of the conversation all the time i think that's human nature i think that everyone will have an opinion um something that recently happened on instagram where uh, you know there was a uh influencer who said something uh you know about uh mental health and stuff like that and there was a whole barrage of like um unfortunate hate extreme hate and stuff like that happened um i understand it's an opinion but like opinions don't need to be biased be phrased like you know, they don't need to incite hate and i think that um it's difficult when you're triggered by something right it's difficult when you yourself believe something and you yourself are very close to something i i would assume that you would get very irritated uh, about it when the stuff happened with jk rolling like i'm a huge harry potter fan you know so um when the stuff happened with jk rolling i was extremely irritated you know and uh, i obviously lashed out online for sure but um, a lot of times that's not the answer like i think that when you post an opinion online or when you share news online uh, you have got to try to understand why you are sharing it whether the news or the information is accurate and what are you gaining from that opinion like what is the world gaining so if you are trying to point out a flaw in the system by all means go ahead when it's about understanding police reforms or when you are trying to just kind of educate your immediate circle about something that you feel they don't know about for sure you should um it all comes back to verification and kind of uh, reading through this ecosystem of multiple opinions you know you have to find your center where you have to understand what is right wrong and what is kind of in the gray like you very right and what i think uh, should be also told is that you know you can also not have an opinion it's yeah, okay to not have an opinion it's very okay to not have an opinion you can actually consume and be okay with it <laughs> yeah you can i so, agree <laughs> so so this actually brings me to one more question that you know does like we have seen polarization to the left and the right that means it's negative and mostly negative on either side or at, at least polarized so mm-hmm. does that get a lot more traction like you were talking about trps and stuff so yeah. does that does polarization get to that yeah i think the more controversial the topic or the more controversial the uh, you know opinion or the more controversial the stance it will get way more traction like i feel like um that that's the whole point of a think piece right Uh, a lot of editorials now uh, you know uh, buzzfeed used to have this space where there would be like counter points and stuff like that the new york times has had it for years um times of india and like every publication in the world right now has like a space for think pieces and uh, you know you'll always if you read a think piece or an op-ed you'll always see a little disclaimer at the bottom saying these are the opinions of the author not of the publication which 
is for liability reasons it's for legal reasons but it also um takes away all the responsibility of the publication which is um i think the new york times got called out recently for giving space to you know white supremacy um i think it was white supremacy i'm not really sure but there was an article online that got a lot of flack uh, in terms of um why why is this opinion being put out by your publication and the publication stance was it's not our opinion it's an opinion of you know an, uh, an op-ed or a, you know a whatever freelancer or whatever it is and i think that is a major uh, concern because it, it, to be fair uh, sometimes news reports slip past me until i see a very like striking headline or very you know uh, a very strong stance on the issue so i do agree our culture is built on you know taking uh, taking into consideration the most provocative or the most controversial uh, stances that being said i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing controversial stances or like striking stances um, are not a bad thing in terms of like you getting the information that's where the honest comes on the person of as to whether they need to engage it more whether to comment or share or put an opinion about that opinion um there's like a weird loop i i do agree i'm in constant agreement that yes controversy yes provocative uh, headlines and titles and videos will go viral Uh, and that's just the atmosphere. Uh, there are a lot of films that release, which don't have a great story or don't have you know much going for them, but they the box office gains are because of the controversy. Um, I think Da Vinci Code is one of the biggest examples. It's a fantastic book, um, but it propelled to such a status as one of the best best selling books of all time because of the controversy surrounding it, and that's only because the church wanted to ban it or whatever they want. So. controversy always fuels the engagement and the awareness sort of thing it's very difficult to say whether that will ever go away or whether it's even necessary in a news organization a news ecosystem i mean clickbait's always been there so <laughs> yeah and i think we've moved away from clickbait now like i don't think like i think that clickbait at least earlier was just the title you know clickbait mm-hmm. was a very flashy uh, very you know clickable title and stuff like that now i think the whole piece of content to me is is just like the whole thing is clickbait like every point in the you know the video or the article or uh, hell even like web series and all like some sometimes web series also push it to a point where uh, every episode has something extremely like uh, gripping i guess yeah sensational happening in it which is the whole point of like soap operas right like everything about them is sensational um which keeps you coming back for more so i think that news was late to pick it up but all forms of entertainment have been doing it um and now it remains to be seen whether it will it's a good thing for the news ecosystem or a bad thing so we'll see i mean we'll we'll see that so you know um so like to now that we are in the end of this we'd absolutely love to ask you what advice would you give to your 10 year old I mean, not ten-year-old self. I guess ten years ago, what would you have said to your own self? Um, whew, lots of advice. I was quite a <laughs> messed up uh, kid in terms of like self-confidence and stuff. I think that that's the strongest thing I would uh, like to you know tell myself ten years ago, which is um, 
not to worry so much and you know especially about my capabilities like the constant need to be perfect in a specific sphere um and by the time i reached that sphere you know there were a lot of opportunities that i passed on that would have helped me a little bit more um so i think just have a little more self love and a little more confidence in yourself and the biggest thing i would take away is to take like to not push um uh you know the importance of mental health uh so far back cuz i started therapy only a few years ago and uh, 100% needed it much before that um and i think that i just kept telling myself it's fine you had a bad day and like whatever and uh, i wish that i had given more importance to that and uh, started working on myself and just feeling better about myself much much earlier um yeah that's about it and like don't stress so much about life i used to stress a lot when i was in my early 20s uh about career and relationships and a bunch of things and now i feel like that's become like a very strong you know character trait which i'm tra- trying to chip away now slowly slowly um yeah like don't don't have a plan like it's fine you can your plans will keep changing it's it's absolutely fine as long as you are happy and you know uh you have people in your life that need you up so so there's this subreddit on reddit eli5 explain like i'm 5 so there's this kid around us we have named him sonu for the while <laughs> so okay. what what he does is you know he wants he really wants to know in the sense that he's you know lo- totally active on instagram and twitter and what he does is he shares all those posts that says that every one share will fetch us a dollar or uh, you know every one share would give and we'll donate 1 rupee or 100 bucks or something to a particular organization or to a particular campaign and he also follows a lot of you know unverified news sources accounts where they just randomly put out tweets and he considers that as news so he really does want to know that what is the way ahead is he doing right or not so he's following unverified sources that put out news random twitter threads no i mean see that that's the thing right like um unverified doesn't mean what it meant earlier you know uh, earlier it meant when you say unverified so when i worked in a newsroom um you couldn't put out a story until you got the confirmation from like say the cops or you know the the department that handled that specific area and uh, you could really not put out a story unless you got both sides so if there was a case of um i don't know like there was a robbery or something like that you had to get the side of the cops and you had to get the side of the rob part so that was what unverified meant now it's very difficult to verify like if i'm saying that there's obvious cop brutality and stuff like that um cops are not going to come to me and be like yeah we hit that person so uh, in terms of verifiability it should come from the most verifi- verifiable source right now which in my opinion in that scenario would be the the victims like the people who were beaten against um when you say if you are taking random twitter threads and when you are taking random uh, you know stuff from um pages on instagram um i do agree a lot of people are really trying to make a difference and are i'm assuming have good intentions but a lot of the time the news is taken out of context so it's very important to to take your news especially if it's social media 
from extremely verifiable sources. Now, when I say verifiable sources, I don't mean like the cops or the victims are tweeting on social media, but I like I would follow accredited journalists, uh, people who have worked in the industry, um, you know, uh, people who are either have been or are a part of news organizations currently. Um, and it doesn't matter if they used to be journalists and now um, are working for new media companies or entertainment companies or whatever it is. Um, they will still have the sources to verify and um, the circle that I am in touch with, most of the journalists in that circle are very strong about verification because it is the blight of our industry right now where unverified news is traveling much faster and that's the problem, right? Like an unverifiable piece of information travels much faster than a verifiable one. This comes back to your controversy and, you know, your uh, strong stance uh, issue because obviously when it's un when it's when it's inaccurate news it's like masala thrown in right and that travels way faster so that will trend on twitter before you actually get the 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 accurate story um so i mean as per your earlier question no you should not share <laughs> uh, random pieces of information especially if you um, if that information is harmful to a person in a community or you know general perspective of people absolutely and you know so you know we'll be putting out your uh the at of your page in the description but like we would love to hear it from you and like our listeners would love to hear it from you like can you ask them to follow you to follow me yeah sure um if you guys have any questions about um anything related to how to understand how to read how to consume news feel free to dm me and uh, you know kind of reach out to me my email is in my bio as well um i'm at borges on twitter and uh, at borges.andre on instagram um feel free to dm me anytime i'm happy to answer questions i often answer questions um you know from followers especially if it is related to a better understanding and uh, consumption of the world you live in uh so yeah thanks guys this was really fun it was great to have you with us, Andre, and I mean, to a lot more conversations in the future. I'm sure we'll do another episode with you. So, Wicked Folks, that was Andre Borges for you. There is a fine line between views and news, and your job is not to mix them. And with that note, we come to an end of this episode. You can follow us on Instagram, links are down below. Also, we've added a little something related to mental health and we have basically created a resource around it and that is also in the description below. Please share it as much as possible and if it can make an impact, it would mean a lot. Hoping to see you on the other side of change. Till then, stay curious and most importantly, stay wicked.